You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. There are certain things that are so enjoyable to do in the summertime. One of them is pulling into your favorite drive-in, grabbing some snacks at the concession stand, and watching another great summer blockbuster. Well, hey, listeners, we got a treat for you all because throughout this summer, you're going to be pulling in every Friday to the SG Drive-In. Welcome, everybody, to the SG Drive-In. I'm one of your hosts for today's episode, Brandon Knight, and I am joined here today by my esteemed colleague and fellow CM Punk, Mark, Joe Day. Joe, how's the East Coast treating you? We haven't done one of these together in like two months. How have you been? Bro, it feels good to be back in the saddle and doing this together again. But man, it is it's been good to to get some to get some fresh faces and some fresh recordings and things like that. But there's something just right about doing this again. Um, You know, East Coast is East Coast is East Coast. You know, it's it's humid as I'll get down here, but excited for driving weather. Same, same. Uh, Claire and I actually not a drive in, but we're going to an outside concert uh, this coming Friday. We're going to go see AJR at the uh, Outdoor Amphitheater in Chicago. But we're, we're looking. We have a drive in uh, not far from us. It's a nice little hangout spot. Last time I was there, though, it's been years. I think Charlie and the Char- Chocolate Factory was the last time I've been to the drive in. So it's been a while since I've been out there. Wow. Yeah. So right over, right over the hill from my place is a cemetery, but my backyard is literally a graveyard, but beyond that is uh drive-in. So it's literally oh. like a stone's throw away to go to the, nice. to go to the movies. That's pretty cool. All right. So Joe, you can correct me on this timeline. If I remember correctly, listeners a couple months ago joe came to the sg illuminati and pitched this idea for a summertime series where we would be covering different movies for those of you who don't know joe's brain thinks in terms of series my brain thinks in terms of themes that's just kind of how it works which sometimes when you bring them together it's pretty decent combo so joe pitches this idea we talk it over and eventually i think it was josh came up with this hook that we would do not just random movies, but summer blockbusters and not just summer blockbusters, but blockbusters from the years that the different hosts were born. So we're not just going to go into this willy nilly picking our favorite ones. We're going to be looking at very specific eras of summer blockbusters and breaking these movies down. Joe, does that sound about right? Why did you want to do a series like this? Yeah, so it seems like especially to especially to the geek community we all t- kind of tend to have fond memories of going to the movies and especially over the summertime just there's something there's something special about that that time of summer blockbusters and it's this it's this community moment and so it's just that that's one of those universal fandoms that I think can serve to bring everybody together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to quote you, actually, we have a murderer's row of movies 
on the horizon for you all. I would know. I I booked it. I booked the movies for this uh right. for the drive-in series we're doing. So to give you guys an idea, you know, just just to just to wet the palate a little bit, we're talking about years like 89, 99. You know, we're we're mm-hmm. talking about the the early 90s and all of that like there we're talking about the peak of movies for a lot of people yeah we even have we've got some deep cuts in there yep a certain Wes craven film that joe is very excited to get around to but we even have a movie in there that has nothing to do with summer blockbusters and that is because and this leads to our next conversation the construct of the summer blockbuster didn't really come into being after the success of jaws in 79 i think that was 1979 um and i won't tell you which one but i'm sure you will be able to figure out one of our hosts is a little older and was born in 72 when this wasn't a thing yet and looking at the summer movie list there's not too much by way of great films that came out then in the summer but for all you movie buffs 1972 is when The Godfather came out, one of the greatest films of all time. And Joe, can you be a pop culture podcast without talking about The Godfather at least once? No, it's part. It's literally part of the rule book. You become a pop culture podcaster and they hand you a rule book. And one of them is that at some point you just have to talk about The Godfather. It's Yeah, it's just how it works. Why do you think, though, not why is the Godfather so great. You guys can deal with that one another time. Uh, but so, what is this concept of the summer blockbuster? What is it? Why? Why Jaws? And why is this like a thing we have to do now? I think it's part tradition, and and part when you know there's there's time for people to go to the theater. And you're talking about years of cinema that uh, told more comprehensive stories, told better stories, you know, in soundbite form. We live nowadays in a time where everything is a trilogy. Everything is a series. Everything has to have several parts to it and all of those kinds of things. And everything has to be three and a half, four hours long, some nonsense. Mm -hmm. And this was a time where these were movies that didn't necessarily know, they didn't go in with this idea that they were going to have a bunch of sequels or, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they weren't going in telling anything more than the story that was being told at that particular time. And in my opinion, that, lends itself to a better overall movie. If you can mm. tell a story with, and if it's part of a larger narrative, cool, but sure. tell, tell a story in that movie. And I think all of those different aspects, you know, you sprinkle a little bit of nostalgia dust on there too, that yeah. you, and you, you end up with this thing that becomes a tradition. It just becomes part of, the movie going experience you know i i've i've had so many different conversations my wife and i just had this conversation when we went to go see star trek yeah when we went to go see the star trek the the motion picture in theaters they were running a, an event mm-hmm. 
Um, and we were reminiscing about college time and about how we used to love going to the movies and all of those kinds of things. And so many people have that sort of story that, and oftentimes that's kind of tied in with youthful experience and things like that. Mm. You know, you're a kid and you're going out to the movies and all of those kinds of things that it just kind of all amalgamates into this thing that has a way of bringing warm and fuzzies about it when you talk about sure. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think about some of these movies that we're going to be talking about a lot of them. I, I mean, I was born in 94. So a lot of these movies were before me, but I remember growing up watching them on VHS and we would watch them in the summertime. That was a normal thing. Every summer growing up, we would watch spoiler Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark and the rest of the Indiana Jones franchise every summer. That's just something we would do. What's cool about the summer blockbuster is that these are not the Academy Award films. You know, these are not the movies that are getting the nod. Those movies, they come out more towards the end of the year when it's time for, you know, that season, award season. That's when those movies come out. And yet we've got movies on this list that have stood the test of time. There's movies that we're not even going to get to this summer. And this is going to have to become a thing that we do every summer now because they're just iconic. They didn't win all the awards. They don't have the greatest acting performance in it. But man, Will Smith punching an alien in Independence Day. That's all you need in life. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes when you have these kinds of movies, you know, the other side of the coin from being, from telling a really compelling individualized story is you just have a popcorn flick and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay for some movies to just be a popcorn flick. And that's the beauty of some of these films is it, you know, there are iconic moments because it is just a simply a good time. Yes. Yes. What is some of your favorite? This was a question I post up on the priest of the geeks Facebook group that you can join if you haven't yet already. What's some of your favorite all-time favorite summer blockbusters? Um, you know, uh, this is this is not going to come to the shock of a single person, but I have very distinct memories of going to the um going to the theater to see uh Power Rangers the movie with with my dad. Oh, and, and okay. That was that probably stands as one of those memories for me um another one was uh avatar it was just the right place right time i'm not even overly okay. a huge fan of that movie um but it was just like i said right place right time and it was around the summertime and things like that mm. so that's another one that that stands out to me um you know every everything from when when you for for the era that i was really big into movies and growing up and all of those kinds of things. Those all that there are so many of these movies that that are considered classics of the time that are, you know, movie going experiences for me. I remember mm -hmm. The Mask. I remember Ace Ventura. You know, <laughs> all, all of these movies that that really shaped my appreciation for cinema going forward.
Okay. You know, the Power Rangers movie, that's another one I remember. Did not see it in theaters. But definitely remember watching that on VHS tape. It was the guy, he had the ooze, right? Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze, thank you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Avatar, not really my thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, you didn't like Pocahontas in space? You know what's the best part about Pocahontas in space is that the sequel is coming out this year, and it's all water-themed. So that means this one's just going to be The Little Mermaid. There we go. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite, again, not around for it, but Jaws is, for me, the most iconic of the summer movies. Like, it is. It takes place over, I think it's Memorial Day weekend is when the events of the, the story takes place. It's just phenomenal acting. Richard, Dreyf- Richard Dreyfus. Yes. yes. Um, one of my favorite actors from that era of films, just hilarious in everything he does. So quotable. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the iconic scene of the camera rushing up onto the uh, the sheriff is just, you know, that's a cinema. That's a cinema moment right there. Yeah. One of my favorites that I do remember seeing in the theaters, though, and at a drive in was Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Again, not the best of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise by any means but it it's it does add to the movie experience sitting there with the giant screen and the giant kraken shows up it was a lot of fun honestly some of these i think that plays into some of the the nostalgia of these movies is there are some movies that play better with a crowd on a screen and Mm. and i think that's worth noting you know, I've I've become as I've gotten older a Star Trek fan. I wasn't always a Star Trek fan. I was more of a Star Wars fan. But getting a chance to see that first movie on the big screen mm-hmm. was just—it was a different kind of experience. It was really cool. Like it was just totally different than than seeing it at home. So mm-hmm. I think that that's there's something to acknowledging that the ambiance of all of it, you know, I'll I'll use drive-ins. For example, the first year that, that my wife and I lived here, we were, um, they they were running a, um, like a a movie drive-in series for, um, like horror movies and all that, but like B movies, we're not talking like solid horror movies. Like we're talking schlock 100%. Perfect. And it, oh, <laughs> it was it, it was great because, you know, you were seeing all of these things in in the drive in and it was like a whole experience behind it that added to the overall enjoyment. Were these movies in the in and of themselves particularly good? No, but <laughs> it's it's the whole experience of it all. Man, that is I would love that especially since you have a cemetery right by you in between <laughs> you and the drive-in. It's the perfect ambiance. That is something, you know, as we're moving more into this era of entertainment where things are more and more on streaming, it's yeah. just, it's losing part of that ambiance, you know? Therefore, you know, in 2020, it was necessary. If people wanted to make money off of these movies, they had to put it somewhere. And so... We're going to make deals and now you have to get Apple TV plus to see such and such movie, whatever. But now that theaters are back, at least for the most part, it seems like we're back to going to the theaters, man. I just, 
I still prefer being in the theater, even if I'm the only one there, I still prefer being in the theater, experiencing a movie, than watching something new on my couch for the first time. I can always understand where somebody is coming from with that. It's my, uh, it, it boils down to my, my aversion to large groups of humans in one isolated location and how humans have That's a way fair. of becoming out of pocket very, very quickly. So like, yes, I to, I, there are, there are some movies that like, uh, I'm glad that they, that the first time I saw them was, was on the, like on the big screen rather than rather than at home. Um, mm -hmm. I will, there, there is a part of me that like still values that whole idea of being able to choose, you know what I mean? Okay. I like this hybrid idea of a couple of weeks and then it hits streaming for the people who don't want to be out in public. I do like, I think that's what HBO max does. A lot of the Warner brother films, it's usually out like a month ahead of time. And then it drops on HBO max or they have like a simultaneous release within two weeks of each other that I don't mind because that's then convenient. I just wish a wish HBO max HBO max was a little cheaper because that's my favorite one. And it's a little expensive for me right now. It's my favorite one. I could do without most of the rest of them. I'm going without Hulu right now and I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I, I agree that that they are the the top dog as far as streaming services go. Yeah, I would say recently I watched a movie on streaming that I wish would have been released in theaters, and that was the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. I think that would have been a lot of fun in a theater with more people laughing along because then you it adds to that experience. Have you seen it yet? I uh, no, I have not. Okay. I mean, there's plenty of 90s nostalgia fun in there for you. If, yeah. If that ever scratches your itch, I think. And there's a great Sonic the Hedgehog running joke throughout it, too. So that, that's funny. Yeah, I've I've heard some things about it. And I I think it from what I hear, it captures the same kind of air that something like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, does. And yeah. that was that movie was my jam growing up i oh, yeah. loved who framed <laughs> who framed roger rabbit that and howard the duck howard the duck is amazing really yes that movie it doesn't okay i understand it doesn't age well half the movies that we talk about on this thing don't age well it was the 90s well, we were we were basically neanderthals in comparison <laughs> to today i understand this but still you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah there's definitely there's definitely going to be films. I mean, I took the liberty that since I was the one booking it, one of the movies we're going to talk about this summer is The Crow. Does it age well? Not great. Is the move? Is the music definitely dated? Absolutely. You know this was a 90s grunge movie. But boy, is that a great film. Oh, I'm right. so excited to do that episode. There's a reason <laughs> why with some of these things like you know the uh, movies like movies like the crow and movies like even raiders of the lost ark you know uh spo spoilers phantom menace is on the list 
you know, and, and that's, we're just, we're just scratching the surface of what we're in for, Mm -hmm. for this. And, and you, you talk about these movies, like, yeah, they have their flaws, but like, you're going to hear some grown men just go back to, to childhood giddiness in a lot of respects. And, and a lot of it's because we have fond memories tied into these various IPs. I remember being young and watching the crow i remember being young and listening to the music and falling in love with that kind of music and all of that kind of stuff like on so many levels you're talking about those those ties to memories from yesteryear that have this way of influencing and and having leaving uh long-lasting effects and things like that on our appreciation for different things going forward yeah part of part of this is always going to be you chew the meat you spit out the bones right mm-hmm. like that's that's part of the entire gimmick behind sg and the approach that we take no we're not the type of show that's going to have a segment very specifically at the end that says jesus loves you but we are going to talk about throughout this entire thing that jesus loves you that that right. part of, that part of this is considering how do i deal with this as a christian how do i process mm-hmm. that this was that this is an idea that people have and how do i process that as a christian and 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 all of that is 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 part of considering all of these movies and things like that so yeah there is a measure of we 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 understand that not everything is great and all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And some of this stuff is stuff is problematic, but if we didn't watch anything that didn't completely line up with our belief system or our theology or our moral compass or what have you, then, then the reality is, is that we wouldn't be taking in anything because you're, you're, you're never going to find something that completely and totally jives 100%. It's just the deal. Yeah, no, you're not going to be able to either you're not going to be able to or you're going to find exceptions and cram stuff in. Yeah. I go I think back to our Emperor Emperor's New Groove episode that I recently re-listened to and boy did I forget a lot of that stuff. Man, that was but that's what's going to happen is either you're going to become a monk and distance yourself from everything and never be willing to have the conversation never go through the mental gymnastics of okay what is being said here what is actually being said here what what is symbolism that i recognize from my faith what is something i'm reading into either you're going to be a monk and push that all away all those conversations away or you're going to grab hold of things that aren't really there and that is hopefully by now you've begun to realize obviously everybody there's always a chance that there's a new listener on every episode, but if you've been around for a while, you know that that's not what we're here for. We are here for the conversations. We're here for sitting down and looking at the Godfather and saying, okay, this is not a Christian film, but let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, I I think for people that appreciate art in its many forms, right? Like I I am all for the world that we live in of creator economy. I I think Mm. that, that content creators are, are the path forward in a lot of respects. And I think that there are 
aspects of there was a joke that i saw in a youtube video that um these major production night uh talk shows and all of that ended up having to shoot like they were shooting a youtube video and that's why they were you know that the quality mm -hmm. went straight down because you know they're used to everybody else handling all of the production stuff and them not being able to, or, or that them not knowing how to just be in their office and, yeah. and shoot a video and all of those kinds of things and you know and i'm speaking during the duration of like 2020 and things like that but sure. you know I, I, there's there's an art to getting in front of a microphone to picking up a guitar to being doing these different things and 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 making movies or making things there's this all art and mm -hmm. in 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 my opinion when you can take the whole of it right and this is this gets into the whole the whole idea and and, and don't don't worry guys if you guys have heard me get on my soapbox about kingdom i'm not going to do that right now but that's really what what the point of the freedom that we have as Christians comes down to, right? It, it, it's, it's being able to interact with the world and still have true North. It's being able to be mm -hmm. in the world and not be rocked and to and fro and this and that and influence mm -hmm. every single thing. And I can be mature enough and I can have freedom enough that if I have the marching orders, if I have the path forward, if I've been given the rules of engagement, then that means that I can engage. There is a there is a measure of all of us. We always want to go to the Bible of of what do I do about this? What do I live? What do I do? Mm -hmm. That's 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 not the point. The point is is that mm -hmm. you are operating. You are doing the things that you need to do. Then go out and play. If you want to live mm -hmm. in Chicago, live in Chicago. If you want to live on the West Coast, live on the West. Coast. <laughs> if you want to live in sure. the East Coast, live in the East. Coast. Whatever, do it. You know what I mean. And, mm -hmm. and, all of that and so you know i may have just ruffled some theological feathers with some people as far as certain certain debates but i'm i'm ignoring all of that because that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about the fact that yeah we're gonna we, we this is ingesting and enjoying all of these things and then having authentic conversations that just kind of naturally find their way to jesus loves you to kingdom yeah. of god to these kinds of things that to me smells sweeter than trying to square the circle in a very ham-fisted kind of way. You want to not get tossed to and fro by every doctrine. Paul writes, speak the truth in love. So we're going to come to these. We're going to come to these stories. We're going to geek out on them. We're going to talk about how much we love Harrison Ford because like half of these movies have Harrison Ford in it. He's basically the king of the summer blockbuster. But we're going to speak the truth and love to one another. And we're going to talk about, okay, is this a fair depiction of mental health? Is this, you know, a right depiction? Uh, you know, what does it mean to X, Y, Z? You know, whatever it may be, the conversations are endless as we're going through this, you know, 12 movies that we're going to be looking at. Yeah. But we're going to be bringing these together still for you all because that's what we're here for that's what we're all about joe any final thoughts on summer blockbusters before we start winding this conversation down 
Yeah, just just saying, you know, strap in for for uh, for the ride. You know, I know for this is going to make for for three episodes a week, but we've got some stuff, some special stuff uh, planned for for this for this slot. And, you know, just strap in and, and, and join us for the ride, you know. It'd be good. One last question for you. Yeah. When you when you do brave your way out to the movie theater, what's your go to snack combination? What do you what do you get? Oh, I'm a purist. I got to go with popcorn. I think okay. movie theater popcorn is it's it's so nice, right? Because I I went through <laughs> a season of not being able to eat those kinds of things and medical stuff okay. and such and things, but but actually both my wife and I were going through separate things, but both of them resulted in the fact that we couldn't, we couldn't have those, uh, those kinds of things. Um, but because of the advancements that we've made in our health and things like that, we could finally have popcorn again. So when we went oh, to boy. the, um, the Star Trek movie, that was like the first time of having popcorn in a while. It was oh, boy. phenomenal. <laughs> nice. I am the same way. I am a purist popcorn in a barrel of soda although my ideal situation is a blue icy because i'm five uh. <laughs> hey everyone thank you for listening to this episode as joe said this is going to be a fun series and we plan on making this a normal part of the sg calendar moving forward as always, you can find us on all of the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can join our Facebook group. Head on over to sysmacgeekology.org. Let us know what you're geeking out on. Find our Patreon. Patreon? Why did I say it like that? Patreon. Buy our merch. You can find Joe six of the seven days of the week over on Kingdom on the Road. You can find my show, My Seminary Life, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we are all a chosen people a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.